This is the Chiefs edition of the Blue Tent Breakdown Podcast. We're going to talk Chiefs only on this episode. We'll probably dip into the defensive side because we don't on the other two versions because we're mostly focused on fantasy, but because we're so close to Arrowhead, because we love the Chiefs, because we're in town, we're going to go ahead and look at the whole team throughout the season. Ethan is here. We start out with info, then we'll get to the formalities. We got to talk about probably the biggest fantasy implication going into the season and that's Kadarius Tony Ethan he had surgery on a partially torn meniscus first day of training camp to me that sounds awful tell me what a meniscus is and how it's even possible that we're talking about him playing week one Sure. So the meniscus is just the kind of the cushion pad between your femur and your tibia, the bottom part of your leg and the top part of your leg. Um, a debridement, what he had is actually the more like minimal invasive surgery to go in. They just go in and shave off anything that's kind of flapping up or torn and catching in the joint there. So the debridement's actually a good sign because that means it wasn't a big enough tear that they actually had to surgically repair it. And that also gets him back quicker than it would have been if he had to actually have it repaired. You said it was the padding between my my mm-hmm. femur? Yeah, like the top bone in your leg and the bottom bone in your leg. It's w- kind of just a little padding and cushion there to keep them from hitting on each other too hard. I would imagine we want that. Yes, it is ideal to keep those around. Especially if you're running at high rates of speed. Mm-hmm. Um, does that grow back that you said they shave some off? There's a limited amount. Correct. Yeah, it doesn't grow back. So it's one of those things where a lot of times people, especially if you're not a high level athlete, a lot of people have like little to no meniscus left and can function just oh. at the, those high levels of competitive uh, speeds and movements that he's going to be performing. You want a good amount of that in there. But with the care that these athletes get i can't imagine they took a lot out based on it being just a debridement if it was a big enough tear where they were concerned about that they would have like stitched it back together or surgically repaired it instead of just debriding it usually the debridement means it was so small it was pretty minimal so that happened the first day of training camp what odds do you give it now i know you haven't been in there we really don't know we're getting the same information everybody else is but Mm -hmm. um odds that you think he plays week one pretty good from really? the sounds of what you know what we have gotten from the coaches and the, the organization sounds pretty good and when it comes to those meniscus debridements i mean i've worked with patients that have had that come in here and i see them one time and they're good to go okay um it can be pretty minimal and especially you know the the care these athletes get that's their full-time job it's not right. like us you know as normal <laughs> folk if we get hurt we get we do rehab you know two times a week maybe three he's probably doing it two to three times a day so i would i would be pretty confident he's going to be ready if they don't play him on week one, it's probably more out of caution. Than anything, right. But we're talking specifically fantasy now. Do you imagine there's a pitch count or he can't be 100%? You wouldn't run him out there because supposedly he's going to be, we're looking at number one, number two wide receiver. Right. So from a fantasy standpoint and not just this injury, but his history right. of injuries, that is, he's going to be a risk. Yeah. Um, you put him on the shy away on your draft list and 
I look as a fantasy, a guy with a fantasy football problem, I would definitely be hesitant to start him week one unless I had to. Yeah. There are seven point favorites right over Detroit. So if they get up by 14, you're going to slow the ball down anyway. Yep. Right. You're not going to run as many plays. You're definitely not going to throw as much. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's probably not going to be a shootout against Detroit. I could see him one game script not helping him out and i could also see maybe a pitch count they kept the most receivers they have ever under andy reed yes yeah which to me sounds like we have a lot of options so already you're in a big wide receiver room yeah. right so i could see drafting him and sitting him if you can week one yeah might not be a bad idea they probably will be a little more cautious with them kind of like you said like a pitch count and i mean look at what the chiefs did last year they spread out that ball to right. so many receivers it's not like they're going to have one guy that's going to be the top each each week right. it's going to be spread out a lot so there's definitely some some risk reward with that i do think tony's going to be a potentially high reward yes but that comes with the high risk with, with that type of player as well for me i definitely like him more as a best ball later round pick mm-hmm. right because he'll probably have a spike week or two yep. be great to have on your best ball team in these smaller leagues you know i could see dodging him for sure and letting the season play out a little bit as a chiefs fan i almost like to see him be on a bit of a pitch count absolutely right especially against detroit yeah he's i mean, well don't don't sleep on detroit though, i know man. you're right you're right <laughs> but they are six and a half point favorites i saw today yeah. so you know get the win Let's not risk Tony too much. Yeah. This is the Chiefs episode week one. We hope you subscribe, like, and follow. Do all that stuff. AFC and NFC as one episode each week. We'll be doing that. And then Chiefs get their own treatment, a special episode every week with Ethan all season long. Ethan, you are a, let me get this right, licensed physical therapist and certified athletic trainer. How's that work, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of based on state and national certification okay. but yes that's yeah tell me your athletic trainer background sure so um i did i worked with the football team in undergrad in the last two years i was uh, at emporia state university traveled with the football team there um, when i went on to pt school i was actually working as an athletic trainer on the side during pt school oh, cool and also i volunteered with professional women's football team down in san antonio did you? while i was there um, not one of those them. weird have you seen the women's football leagues where they wear like bikinis yeah nothing <laughs> Like nothing that. No, like no, that. This okay. is real football, okay. full equipment, pads, everything. Okay. So, no shade yeah. to the bikini football teams, but uh, so. Now, I don't know if we can talk about this. I can cut it out, whatever, whatever. But evidently, you worked with some Chiefs in recent mm-hmm. history. Yeah, yeah. I've had the opportunity to work with some Chiefs players uh, here in the clinic, at, uh, being a physical therapist. Did they give you inside fantasy relevant information? <laughs> no, not too much. I, I'm not one to really push push too hard okay. and pick their brains too much. So <laughs> I don't want to, you know, scare well, them off. <laughs> good. Um, if that happens, you got to let me know. That feels like an unfair advantage. I mean, just using my resources. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair that's and by the way speaking of athletic training we can't we don't have to talk about how it ended but you and i worked together a few years ago in a podcast is still floating around where we worked on my ability in my 40s by the way yep. which i don't like talking about to increase my vertical jump and 
it went pretty well, right? Oh yeah. I still like to show off those before and after oh, photos. Yeah. Big jump in that. Yeah, that was really cool. I, so we worked on that quite a bit and I was doing a lot of box jumps and that sort of stuff. And I was playing basketball quite a bit. My knees used to hurt. Is that just something that's almost unavoidable as we get older? Meh. Yeah, I mean, I depending mean, on... A lot of things tie into that. Um, I know ankle mobility, hip strength, things like that play a huge role. And if you're doing all these things, staying active without that, it puts a lot of you know stress and damage on the knees. Right. Some wear and tear is just normal as we age and everything. But I'm biased against this stuff. I think there's always a way to at least like be pain free or limit the amount of pain and control. Now, whether you're wanting to put in the work to do that is the other right. side of things. But. Before we get back to the Chiefs, when we're talking about fantasy football and some of these guys, how much is age a factor when you're thinking about draft? And let's say you're t looking at two different guys, Kelsey right or tj hawkinson who i think is considerably younger if i'm not mistaken how much of a factor is that a top three factor you're obviously looking at their past their current team uh, how much is it a factor or does it only become a factor relative to injury i would say that like more relative to injury i'd say there's a lot of other things that would factor in before age like previous injuries the schematics of the team and how they run like for instance travis kelsey obviously he gets a lot of a lot of looks right. for the chiefs offense but you know another offense that doesn't do as much running pass plays with tight ends may not have as much right so there's other factors so yeah a lot of that ties into it more so than age you do see a lot about age and especially in the nfl right. in different positions varies too on like how long they're able to play like tom brady able to play till 40 right running, running backs back, 26 and 27 right. they're about done to right play, so. right okay okay good points there all right ethan is here we're talking chiefs only let's talk about some of the guys that we've already lost this season cornerback anthony um, witherstone toe injury placed on the injured reserve and gonna miss the whole 23 24 season due to a toe i mean don't get me wrong i love all my toes <laughs> but like what are we looking at there like I would, shattered i would guess some sort of fracture i mean without having any other yeah. information some sort of uh fractured bone or potentially like a ruptured tendon where the tendon like pulls away from the bone oh. completely those would be about the only things I can think of off the top of my head. That yeah. Put him on a season ending injury. But he is a cornerback. So you really, that's where. Yeah. I mean, the toes are very, I mean, they're right. backpedaling and turning and cutting and have to do it on a dime in yep. a split second. So any injury to toes with a cornerback is going to be pretty, a pretty, pretty big injury. <laughs> Here's a big one. I think Jody Fortson tight end out with a shoulder injury placed on IR, going to miss the whole season. Dislocated shoulder and had surgery on it. I always think when I hear dislocated shoulder, it's a pop it back in and return to play. What does surgery say to you? Chances are he'll be back based on what you said, the care that these guys are given. Is that any sort of concern about his entire career? Well, the only thing with that is I, I don't remember off the top of my head. He might be on the last year of his contract, which kind of makes it a little tricky. I know he's been on and off with the Chiefs. He's had a couple other season-ending injuries in the past, and he's had a lot of hype behind him in the past. He yeah. made some really good plays, and, and even last yeah. year he had quite a few good plays. So as far as his future goes, it's kind of hard to tell with him having this. If this is his last year in his contract and he's out for the year, he's not going to probably get a lot of looks from other teams. Either. Right. So it might get a little tough. How yeah. do you feel about why is surgery i always don't don't wouldn't associate that with a dislocation mm, so with dislocations it would 
kind of under a few reasons that might need surgeries. One, if there was any like bony damage during the dislocation, oh. um, bony and or like a full tear of a ligament or something. A lot of times they'll just like the ligaments will stretch and the bones will be fine. They might just get like a bruise from bumping on another one or something like that during the dislocation. But there is always a chance of creating like a fracture when that happens. Yeah. And then if there was multiple ligaments that were torn, especially if it was like completely torn rather than just stretched a little bit, that or if it was reoccurring, like if maybe this was not the first time he's done it and it's happened over and over again to the point where he can't stabilize it on his own, maybe got to the point where that was a required part for surgery. Some potential options with that. It's too bad for him. It is. Chris Jones, he's on. They've been talking about injury, but there's not really an injury concern, we don't think, as far as reporting goes. This is just a money situation. As far as I know. Yeah, yeah that's, okay. that's all, all the news we've got. <laughs> Knee swelling for Legereus Sneed. Now, this is a guy that a lot of people think may be top five cornerback in the league. Very important, especially now that your pass rush may be down. You really got to have a good cornerback. What do you think knee swelling says? Likely he's fine early, early in the season. When you hear knee swelling, what do you think? I don't think too much about it, especially with these high-level athletes. I mean, they're putting a lot of stress and load on those knee joints. So some swelling, it can even be from older injuries, just getting a little tweaked and some residual swelling keeping around. My thing is that it's been like that all camp yeah and they've been kind of quiet about it he hasn't done a lot of even like non-contact drills he's not even really participating in those so it's kind of there's a lot of different things that could be causing the knee swelling so it's how that's going to look at the beginning of the season i could see them playing it safe if they don't have it quite figured out or if, since he hasn't even been doing contact drills or anything or non-contact drills at all during practices i'd assume they're going to kind of keep him playing it safe with him and try to get that all figured out and that's a little concerning to not be practicing at all you yeah. got to be up to game speed right you want right. a few reps you think yeah that's concerning a little bit now let's talk about pacheco again kind of a muddied up running back situation in kansas city you know ceh last year essentially lost his starting job in week seven week 11 had a high ankle sprain was on ir back for the super bowl seems to be fully healthy pacheco injuries towards the Super Bowl, broken hand, torn labrum, surgery for both of those in the offseason. What do you think going into camp from a athletic trainer, physical therapist point of view? What do you imagine the situation is? Yeah, I'm not too worried about Pacheco. What's a labrum? I'll sometimes explain it as like the plunger in the shoulder. It's, you know, you got your socket and uh, the ball and socket joining the shoulder. The labrum's kind of layering the inside of the socket. So it's to, like some sort of a tissue soft mm, stuff. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, very exactly. technical. Yeah, very scientific. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> but that's what the softer stuff that lines the joint yep okay yeah. and it's similar to somewhat similar to a meniscus where right. you have like That's a little tear in it mm -hmm. that then will catch with movements of the shoulder and can cause more irritation or if it gets to be a big enough tear then it'll be i might get the shoulder stuck or won't be able to go through full range of motion those okay things. same thing with the high ankle sprain on ceh we expect them to both be fully healthy and for all intents and purposes, we have to assume that they're just going to let Pacheco start like they were at the end of the season last year and see what happens. 
as far as I've seen, he's been on track with his recovery. Um, I think they were playing it safe with him through preseason, didn't use him too much, right. didn't give him a few extra weeks. I know he did. I think he started contact yeah. again last week, and he was suited up for yeah. the, this last preseason game. So, yeah. So um, yeah, with those injuries, I mean, he, he's a powerful running back. He likes to run people over more than he likes to juke them out. And with it being in his shoulder and his his hand not too concerned about it i don't think he's someone that will shy away from impact if he played through it with the injury i don't think it's gonna bother him after the surgery too much either so so let's wrap up with mahomes that high ankle sprain and i do want to talk about the fact that when people hear some of these guys pacheco not getting a lot of action in camp and preseason we also have to remember that these guys were playing in february right where other guys were done a little bit earlier that is some of the hard part of being a successful organization and getting that far in the season is you have less of an off season to recover recoup from it. and nfl that's a it's a tough season to get through it always right players just make it through a full season without getting injured at right all, alone, all the way to super bowl so so mahomes high ankle sprain against jacksonville is that a lingering thing where any concern with that not really and mostly because of how well he did in that short amount of time he had during the super bowl run the fact that he was able to get to where he was for the Super Bowl gives me full confidence that this few months he's had off is going to be more than enough for him to be up and ready. And with how that line looked in the preseason, we'll keep our fingers crossed that this carries over to the regular season. He won't even have to run. So. <laughs> <laughs> so then the final question I have for you, quarterback on Netflix, Mahomes, and we saw a lot of his physical trainer or his, I guess, I know the guy's a physical trainer. Personal trainer. But he's yeah. a personal trainer with a physical trainer background? Well, personal trainer is the certificate. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. yeah. But that's different than a somebody, a personal trainer I would get at the gym right or no he's got he's definitely got a lot of other certifications like a strength and certificate strength and conditioning certification some other educational stuff but i mean it is they're not all created equal though. that's the that's right the thing. just like all doctors are created equal all specialists are, so. and that with mahomes you see a lot of highlighting where he does weird stuff that to me seems atypical right yeah some of the stuff they're doing running and the you know did you see the same thing i did yeah and that stuff is great i i have a lot of respect for his his trainer um bobby stro he has also gone through the fellowship and applied functional science through the gray institute which josh me and drew have all gone through right and it's really good um, information and techniques to uh, get people moving more effectively efficiently and he does a lot of that with mahomes all that weird strange stuff yeah. is tied in with some of that and that's a big part of what he does and so i i love it i, I mean i nerd out about it i've watched that and i'll be like oh this is what he's doing and he's working in all yeah. three planes of motion doing oh this. So, i see so. yeah so it is a little if somebody's watching it and it looks like he's atypical with some of that training it's because it is it is yeah it's much as I know, i'm obviously biased because i've gone through some of that that training too i think it's really great powerful stuff as far as helping people move more efficiently and effectively it's not as big of some of the like other certifications that are more well known or right board certified specialist right so there it is that's episode one of the chiefs the plan i think here is to react to every week's games and injuries hopefully these episodes are very short and the chiefs stay healthy throughout we do want to put 
a fantasy spin on it. But with us and these Chiefs episodes, I think we want to go heavy with the Arrowhead spin and really keep an eye on the Chiefs for the Chiefs fans. And Ethan will be here every week. Subscribe. You'll also get those AFC and NFC episodes as well throughout the season. It's the Blue Tent Breakdown Podcast for Ethan, for Luke and Josh. I'm Brady. Thank you for listening to episode one. We want to thank True Move bringing you the Blue Tent Breakdown Podcast. So maybe you're still living those high school glory days in the form of muscle and joint aches and pains and strains. Or maybe you're the stud on your adult C-level team and you know you're not at 100%. But without you on the grind, they ain't going to catch a W. Or maybe you're on the other side of it. Maybe you're a high school or college athlete looking to take your game to the next level. Maybe you're legit competing and want to ensure you're optimizing your performance. True Move has your back, aching or not. Headquartered at 105th and Metcalf in Overland Park, True Move has over 15 years in the physical therapy game, specializing in muscle and joint movement and function. True Move will customize a program tuned to help you achieve your goals, maybe keeping you healthy, maybe getting you back to the movement baseline you want, maybe maximizing your performance in whatever you do. The True Move team works with you to make that happen. And since Kansas is a direct access state, you don't have to deal with your primary care physician to get started schedule your movement evaluation or find out about performance memberships at truemovekc.com 